We are live. It is, I have no idea what the date is. I'm going to throw a guess out there. It's March 19th. You're listening to this on March 19th, Monday, March 19th, but it's actually March 18th. Is that correct? I think so. <laughs> Not important. <laughs> Not date, guys. Today's March 18th. Okay. March, March 19th. So you're listening to this on March 19th. Or you're we, watching live. Or you're watching live. We're recording it March 18th. Appreciate you. Our third day in Tampa spring training is almost done as soon as we finish recording this. Were you laughing, Luke? Uh, Jake sucks already. Okay. <laughs> That's early. Early Jake sucks. Early Jake sucks. We're just getting started. We're on, for those listening on the podcast, we're on Ooh. Instagram Live, so we will be taking some questions from people watching live as we go. To recap the day, A, I'm a tomato can. I'm yeah. a tomato. Jake's face I'm is I'm a peeled, peeled tomato. Jake, I, I'm not taking off my hat. My forehead is doing. You look like you have alopecia of your, on your face. Yeah. Not it's a good not look. good. Not helping that Jake sucks allegation. The sun was brutal. We got cooked. And today. we were doing live broadcasts. We were sitting in our seats. We had our mics on. We were trying to do play by play. That's something we're going to try and do in the future. And Like we, half illegal? No, it's illegal. Okay. Not allowed, but we're going to try and so do it. So, like, that. tell your friends. Well, but we, not... we want to do it legally in the future. Right. That's our. We'd like to do that legally in the future. So, we're trying to do it now. Yeah. You guys can listen, but even if no one was listening, we're still going to be doing it. So, we but can no make narcs. this real. No narcs. <laughs> no narcs. Please don't tell on us. <laughs> anyway, we had to just sit through the sun, eat yeah. the sun through it because it was so damn hot. We did trivia in the parking lot, first thing. Went pretty well. If you're, if you're listening to this yeah. and you're around on Monday, we're going to do trivia again. We have a lot of things to give away everyone that did it i think had a good time the hard questions are super hard yeah do we give away any of the trivia questions right now no tomorrow's re- tomorrow's recap will give away All some right. of the trivia questions we, this game the first game was so boring there was nothing to talk about yes the second game was a little better but still not that much to talk about yeah. we're like at the tigers yeah it's tigery vibes today's game was awesome and it's kind of our, like our lineup, we saw what that what our lineup can be. Good buzz in the stadium. The Marlins were around. There's rumors that Jeter was floating around, which is always going to get Yankee Stadium going. Judge was playing. He hasn't been playing a lot. Um, whenever he came up, that was really awesome. Even when he came out to warm up, the stadium like lit up. Which, I, I, I mean, we're younger guys, but I'm I've only seen with Jeter. That's a good point. Like he never like he just he. That's steps- a good point. What. It is. Why'd you say that? <laughs> like it's shocking because Jake sucks or something like that. No, you, that's a very defensive frame of mind. Like you just said something that yes, that's true. I didn't realize that until you just said it to so me. You're so the thank fool. you. No one's a fool. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. Because he steps on grass and the stadium just goes woo, and no one else. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And we we saw some ex Yankees. We saw Caleb Smith. He was the reason that it was a good day for the Yankees. <laughs> Caleb Smith. And if you were listening when we were doing live broadcasting or seeing the replays, no two strike pitch. Almost yeah. it was so bizarre. So what happened is the first two strike situations, the Yankees were just trying to like do more with the pitches than they should have. Right. Because they knew he had no two-strike pitch. So I was like, all right, well, try and do something real fun with the first or second. And then when it, when he has two strikes on you, then you have to battle, take good pitches, and really, and you'll still get hits. Which is almost unfair if you let major league players do that. Well, that's why Caleb and Smith. That's why Caleb Smith gave up, what, four and two, five and three? Five and three, I believe. Either way, Caleb Smith got lit up. Gary but. hit a home run. Bird hit a home run. Bird hit an 0-2 home run. That was very nice. He, all he needed was us behind him to say, 
good go, bird. And then he hit a home run. So we most, are involved. Most impressive ball hit in the game. Three, two, one. Stan's foul ball. foul ball. Stan's foul ball was scary. It's on the broadcast. It was a rocket line drive that hit the back wall to the left of the foul pole with such power, like a thud. I think it might have decapitated someone if it made clean contact in the seats going that speed. It ricocheted from foul deep left field into like left center. <laughs> it was insane. His stance and the way I tried to describe it today, and I'd love if any of you want to reach out and talk baseball, we'll always do that. But I think the unique thing about his closed stance is that anything inside would normally be a pulled foul ball. Those are now his homers to left field. Anything away, he just slaps essentially up the middle, which are home runs to right center for him. It's I don't he's he's insane, but I think we have to go back to judge. Cause if we're talking about Giancarlo being insane, here's the thing. Aaron Judge is a marvel to look at. Hot take. While Guardy was hitting and Aaron Judge is on the on-deck circle, I couldn't even watch Guardy, and I love watching Guardy work counts because Judge just standing there. Judge and Giancarlo standing next to each other. Giancarlo isn't even – like we have two monsters. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. Giancarlo is not a monster compared to Judge. He's a monster compared to Gardner, but yes. compared to Judge, Judge makes Giancarlo look like Giancarlo makes Gardner look. To a degree. That, the fact that we're even saying that shows how much it is. Judge is just so thick. Like, <laughs> two C's. Two, two C's. That good thick. He, he really is, though. It was, it was incredible to see. Your eyes were drawn to it. And he's shoulders, torso, and legs. It wasn't like you see some players and you hear guys talk about, you know, they have these monster forearms or things like that. He's just, it's, it's kind of incredible. It's amazing. And then he goes out there and, like, can like make diving catches and stuff. Well, around the horn, what do we see? So Gary hit a homer, made foul. some good blocks today. Foul ball indicator. Gary right. smoked a foul ball, and the next at bat hit a home run, which is something we've been preaching forever. Yes, you can tell when Gary's about to hit home run, home run by his at bat before. If he hits a hard foul ball, like a rocket foul ball, he's locked in. He's locked in. Within the next three at bats, he's going to hit a home run, guaranteed. Greg Bird, he hit a yabo. He had a, he had a good day yesterday too. Looks like he's finding a swing. Well, because we're in town. Because we're in town. Yeah, that's, so that's good. And that's obvious. Neil Walker, double and a single. Double from the right side of the plate. Single, single from, the, from left the left side of the plate. Is a professional baseball player for the last nine years and pretty good at it. But Wade, everyone's saying Wade, and I love Wade. I you know what it is. People want Wade because Neil Walker hasn't played at full camp, and and more though it's. Wade's done so good from the right. beginning of spring to the end of spring. All last year in AAA, he did good. He had he didn't do he was out of his element when he came up. If that doesn't get rewarded, and now and we can move this further to Andujar afterwards, but if that doesn't get rewarded, it's kind of a bummer because then it's legit. Like, what could I have done? And Andujar may have been able to do that for third base. Who knows? It kind of seems like maybe he couldn't have. But Wade's so good defensively and versatile, and Andujar is yeah. oh good defensively, not versatile at all. Because Andujar got sent down today, and some people are saying, well, he clearly outplayed Drury. He didn't. Drury had a better yeah. spring than Andujar. Not that that is – Drury wasn't getting thing, but – Yeah. That part's – Andujar had a good two weeks. Yeah. It's – the Neil Walker stuff's interesting to me. I've Because I totally caved because the Yankees' second storyline this year was the young guys. 
it was going to be, you know, it was Giancarlo and Judge, obviously the monsters, the lineup, the whole team's back. From there, from Yankee Nation, I think the biggest story, because the pitchers are kind of going to do their thing. They're all really solid guys. The bullpen's great. The next storyline was going to be Glaber. It was going to be Andujar. It was going to be some people were talking Wade, and then it became Wade. And now those young guys have gotten boxed out kind of from the Drury trade, who also Drury's a young guy. <laughs> Get excited about Drury. Drury looked really good at third also. He's he's made two great plays while we've been here. And he's got the mannerisms. Yeah, so I was going to say, say he doesn't even need to make a good play. He just looks like a pro on the field. The manner He's got baseball mannerisms down. He made a practice n- not on a baseball. He made a nice floor. play in the on deck circle today. Yeah. Neil Walker foul a ball. Hoppy, silly play. Hop, 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 catch, drop. Which we like. But – I don't know. When we talked to Brian Hoke today, spoiler. No, that's not a spoiler. We should have said that already. We're going to talk to Brian Hoke about the book, Baby Bombers, which everyone is buzzing about, and about the Yankees team in general. And we will get to that. I don't think you should tell him what he said, really. Well, okay. Well, a little teaser. But he's confirmed that every everyone around the Yankee organization is saying great things about Tyler Wade. Yeah. So he's going to get some run to start the year. But and everyone keeps saying good comment. Does Neil Walker? Uh, Jake's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jake's nipple was leaking out. Not bad. ESPN the body mag. What what should I aim for? Twenty twenty. Yeah. 2020. Okay. ESPN body twenty twenty. Neil Walker's a professional baseball player last decade who's played really good baseball. Now I'm covering my nipple, and. <laughs> He knew he was going to play baseball this season. It's not like he didn't have a contract, so he's just laying on his couch moping around. <laughs> oh, am I ever going to do this? No, he's Calls been training. <laughs> I haven't signed yet. <laughs> Neil, are you drunk again? <laughs> trying no, to get you a contract here, bud. I mean, the guy's been practicing baseball. I'm 99.9% sure <laughs> of that. And he's coming. He's already hitting this spring. So, to me... It's it's just tough because they're both lefties, and I think Neil Walker's good. Wait, Wade's gonna get a couple at bats early on, but it's gonna be pressure filled again. And then if he gets pushed into that reserved role in Tyler Wade's head, it has to be a mind f of sorts. I think Tyler Wade will be the opening day second baseman, but I don't think he'll be the everyday second baseman. I think it'll be played by feel. They'll rotate right. some things, find at bats, and then eventually one guy will get the at bats. And I just I think it's Neil Walker. I think if Wade's going crazy, if Wade in his limited time is going crazy, and Walker in his limited time is not, then it's Wade. And I could think that can, that may happen. Yeah, I think the I think the dream right now is Wade has a great first couple weeks, and then injuries start happening, and he kind of becomes the super utility that they've dreamed him out to be. But we'll see. It would be kind of like a, a silly to not use his super utility right. availability. Right. Well, he's still so yeah, he's 23, so you still want to get him regular at bats. Well, it it I mean that's the biggest storyline for what's to watch for for the Yankees right now, right? Yeah, and I think we're done talking baseball right now. Okay. Cuz I want to talk about John Sterling's tracksuit. Let's just finish out quickly. Didi looked good. Didi always looks good. Oh, Sevy was on the hill looking really good. Sevy was on the bump. He was sharp. He he gave a, he gave some hard hit balls, but he throws hard, so that's kind of what happens. Yeah, I mean, like, if I was to get in there and make contact, it would probably be hard, <laughs> or my hands would That's not what break. I would say. 
Uh, Giancarlo looked good. Hit one of the scariest. No, Giancarlo in left field. We have to talk about. Yes, we have to talk. Giancarlo played. I didn't see it on TV, so I haven't seen replays. I I haven't actually like paid. We've been doing interviews and stuff since we got back from the game, so I haven't seen quotes. I would usually be up to date. Can we ask the people on live? Has there been any quotes about Giancarlo in left field? Did Boone make excuses for him? Did Boone say it was tough? Did Boone say I actually think he looked good? I don't know right now because with my bare human eyes live there was two balls where Gardner would have got him uh, and it, it was the they were tailing away which he's not used to it was one where he tried to dive it was a very awkward dive it an and it was because the ball kept tailing and it was it, it seemed like he thought he was going to be able to track it down but it kept tailing and then he realized oh shit I need to dive and then it was like a stumble step dive yeah and he missed it and then there's another one where it was like a reaching catch where the whole stadium Everyone started applauding from anyone that was sitting on the first baseline started cheering because it looked like he caught it. And then it, well, it was behind him, so I don't <laughs> yeah. know. So I don't know what happened on that play either. Any comments, Luke? No one knows. And it's just – it's interesting. We, we mentioned it the other day, but Judge played a, a low A left field game where he didn't hit. He only played left field the other day. And Giancarlo's going out and playing left field in front of – I'm in front of everyone, so they I wonder what that conversation is. I have no idea. In my head, they're protecting the golden boy from embarrassment, from doing something. I mean, Giancarlo's a golden boy, too. It's a, We're getting a little hint of they don't want to embarrass their money ticket golden boy, the golden Aaron boost. Judge. And Giancarlo is a veteran. He's new to the team. And he's like, I think they weren't expecting him to get embarrassed. It's it's really interesting because it's either the team has made the decision about these two and that's how they're going to do it, or they had like an open discussion with these two and Giancarlo was like, yeah, throw me out there. Left field, right field, I don't care. And maybe Judge was like, yeah, I'd really want to do it differently. I, I don't know. I don't know either, but I, from what we know about Judge and everything he says, and I, I doubt that Judge said no. Guardy was in center, looked yeah. like Brett Gardner. Mm-hmm. Tyler Austin DH'd, looked like Tyler Austin. Weak ground ball to shortstop. Storyline of the year, arguably, so far. What's that? What you were going to bring up before. If you didn't see on Twitter, <laughs> we took a picture with John Sterling and Nan- and Susan Waldman in the background, and John Sterling Incredible. was wearing a blue like 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 tracksuit. Yeah. I'd... With no shirt underneath and a gold chain. I'm going to keep touting intern Luke today because he's been, he's been a trooper. It was either... Russian mobster wears that, or like ninety-year-old Florida woman, <laughs> like in the nicest way, because he is a legend. We respect and love him. I like John. He's never missed a game. It's incredible what he does. It was a power play. It's spring training for the announcers too. That's my new line. It was. I. I. We. Another spoiler. Tomorrow on the next episodes, we're talking to Ryan Rucco. We asked Rucco if he wears that outfit all time and he was kind of like he was wearing that he was surprised not shocked yeah and then yeah you'll you'll hear the rest of it but it was it was an incredible sight to see we have something give me a look oh uh so we we asked we wanted a picture with them in the background so jake asked susan waldman hey do you mind if we take a picture with you guys in the background and she had a really good response she just said i don't see why not yeah (laughs) it's like okay susan was pretty awesome then she called sterling over and it, it just like wasn't there 
He was kind of a body and not a brain. <laughs> and it's half unfair because I guess the conversation was with Susan and he got brought in. But he was being super nice to people. He was signing balls. Anyone that came yeah, up, he was super, being they were super very friendly, friendly with. I think he was just a little spooked by our approach. But I, Then she saw her microphones, which they talk in Yanks, and she was like, hey, wait, what are those? What are those? And she had me. Susan's cool. Yeah, yeah she, gra- she grabbed it from me. She had taken a picture with her holding it. We didn't. Idiots. Human but, idiots. But uh, my brain now on this one five second interaction right i'm now fully convinced that john sterling ceases to like do anything until right before first pitch and stepping into the batter's box is blah blah and stepping up to the mic is john sterling and then bam his brain turns on and every other moment is he's just like fully off fully on what susan what what do they want picture (laughs) it's a little harsh of who (laughs) us he's 80 Daddy. It's 51 years older than me. It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> it's just math. You have to see the picture. I'll be 51 years older than someone eventually. Maybe. You won't. No. Dead at 50. Interviewed Brian Hoke. Yep. Let's Pretty we big. can we'll go to that soon because I think we're running out of stuff to do. What else do we what else do we need to say? Any questions? Anyone here? I lost all the questions. How long are you guys gonna be here? Jake's leaves Tuesday morning. Tuesday. I will be here until Friday the twenty fourth. Yeah. Who's mad about it? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see quotes. Um, Gardner hit a ball to first base, and there was a moment. There was a little tiny moment when the first baseman, because he dove for it, when he got up and he hesitated, do I flip this to the pitcher? Do I take it myself? Gardner saw that moment and put it into a different gear, and there was like, okay, I'm diving this bitch. He when he head first dives, he turns on yeah, the half his body. It looks so much more dangerous than just a normal head first yeah. dive. But he was safe. I don't know, man. Gardner's bizarre because it's like he talks to the catcher, he talks to the umpire, he bangs his hip, he like fixes time. himself in between every pitch, and he looks so mad. But like he can't be talking to the ump and the catcher so mad. I don't think you can be mad. I mean, that's that's how the dude plays. We we've talked about this with spring training before about whether you want guys to go 50%. Neil Walker's double today, I, in the season, I think could have been a triple, or you'd consider a triple. He jogged the whole way. And wow. that's spring training. Right. Like, doesn't matter. You you did great. Brett Gardner, there's some guys that are always have to be 100% on if they're playing sports, and that's Brett Gardner. Gary Sanchez legged out. Uh, it would have been a double play, but he legged it out, so they can't call him lazy anymore. You think Booney did a Boone, – Boone did a – that's great, Guardy. I love that. That's the hustle, everyone. And then he turns to everyone and goes, nobody else do that. Yeah, Guardy only. <laughs> That's a Guardy only thing. <laughs> he needs that shit. <laughs> All right, so that about wraps up our day. And that about wraps up our day. We have an interview with Brian Hoke. Talk to him about the book he wrote and the Yankees in general. Really, really nice to have him on. Super cool guy. He came and met with us. We were in the back row of Steinbrenner <laughs> yeah. Field, so I hope the audio is good. There might be some background noise, but enjoy that. Creativity for being unique. Back back row, had the mics out, just yeah. slinging it. That was pretty cool. Yep. All right, so here's Brian Hoke. Enjoy that. Hoke like Coke. We are joined here at Steinbrenner Field by Brian Hoke like Coke. 
I didn't know how to pronounce your name for the longest time. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for coming on. How's spring been going for you so far? Spring's been going well, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's why I put it in the Twitter bio. You know, so many radio interviews I did, I was just like, all right, enough. But uh, spring's been good. Uh, the team looks good. I, I think the, uh, the anticipation is high for the season ahead. And, you know, I can't wait for opening day. I've been counting down the days till March 29 already. So uh, let's get going. Watching on TV, spring training, the first two weeks are so exciting. And then it's kind of you run into, like, the dog days of spring training. You're here every game. Has that hit yet? Are you just over spring training at all, or do you still like every every second of it? I enjoy the part of spring training where you're coming to the ballpark every day and it's more relaxed and the players are willing to talk about whatever you want to talk about. But uh, at this point of the stage, you'd, you'd like some camp battles to be happening here, You know, something exciting to talk about. And, uh, we came into camp with second base and third base being wide open. I think those have been pretty much answered at this point. Uh, you look at the roster, and maybe there's one spot up for grabs uh, left, depending on if Jacoby Ellsbury is healthy to begin the year. So, uh, yeah, I think we can get going. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the questions, the big question. I, I wanted to ask you, you're normally the first with the lineup. Is that like a magician's secret? Can you not reveal that, or is it a race, or how, how does that go down? I, you know what? It's a race, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they post a lineup every day in the clubhouse, so you just kind of go up and tweet it. It's not rocket science. You just Maybe my fingers are a little faster than some of the I, other you, guys. You're usually quick because what I do is I take the lineup and I turn it into a GIF, so I'm just refreshing your feed about 3.30, all right, that's when it usually gets up. You've got the right, yep. That's when the clubhouse opens, right around 3.20 for a home yeah, game. So I got yeah. it. So you're doing your thing, and I'm just sitting on Twitter refreshing. It's a little less professional, I guess. <laughs> I have a question about reporting and journalism in general. Okay. Did you grow up, go to school, knowing you wanted to do baseball, knowing you wanted to do Yankees baseball, or was it just I want to do sports? I loved baseball. Baseball was my number one since I was, like, eight years old. Like, I lived it. I breathe it, eat it, whatever you want to say. And so this was always something I wanted to do. I never knew how I was going to get into this position, but uh, it has been a dream job. And, and be, getting to go to Yankee Stadium and call at my office, uh, it, it really has been awesome. And now to have this book coming out and, and actually get to hold something, I, I grew up reading baseball books. Like anything I could get my hands on, I remember going to the public library and taking out, you know, Greg Nettles' biography and then all this crazy stuff. So it's cool to think back and uh, just uh, know that I'm, I'm kind of part of it, which is what I always wanted to do. I knew I wasn't going to be on the field. So to be able to just be around these guys is really awesome. Speaking of the book, Baby Bombers, the next Yankees dynasty. It's very good. I'm halfway through. Very interesting. A little tidbit for you. I live in California, Northern California, and I know that the book's blown up in Yankees world and Yankees land. I went to Barnes & Noble in a small town in California, and it was right there on the shelf. So whoever's promoting and selling your book, they're doing a good job. I was going to buy it online, and I was like, my girlfriend is at the store. I browsed the sports section. It's right there. Perfect. This, this is one of those like half-loaded questions, but was there a moment, like you said, you're working at Yankee Stadium or writing a Yankees book or something like that. Do you have like a moment that you're like, Holy smokes! I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm baseball riding. I'm, I'm yeah. doing it. Well, I mean, I, I've been on the Yankee beat since 2007, so I've gotten to see some really cool stuff. You know, I saw Joe Torre's final year, 
the entire Girardi era with the Yankees, the closing of the old stadium, the opening of a new one, the farewells to Derek, to Mariano, Pettit, Jorge. I mean, I've been, I've had a front row seat for some really awesome stuff. And so there are definitely times where I take a step back and say, wow, I can't believe. But I think when you're in it, you're just trying to keep your head above water. It's, it's survival every day. There's so much news that comes out of this team. And, and you guys are so passionate about you care about this team. So, I mean, we're really just racing against the clock to get that stuff up on the Internet and uh, get our stories done. But, yeah, when when you, the offseason comes and you look back and, you know, the Yankees are one win away from the World Series and you finally go home for a week and decompress, and, and it's like, wow, that was some really cool stuff. But yeah. I think when you're in the middle of it, you're just kind of wide-eyed and looking at everything. Yeah, like player's mentality, basically. When you're in the season, you're, you're doing it and you're getting it, and then you t- – you take that exhale after the season a little bit. Yeah, in a way, I guess so, yeah, because it is such a grind. And, you know, we're obviously coming up on a new season here. And to think about it as 162 games plus a postseason, that's a lot. So, yeah, you're kind of just looking one week or one day at a time. I know it's a cliche, but it is true. We went through it a little bit because this is our first year doing the podcast, and we did one after every single game in the playoffs. And when they lost, it was devastating because I'm still a fan first. But then I was like, oh, my God, thank God I don't have to do that anymore. That was that was nuts. <laughs> Back to the book. When did you know you were going to write this book? You know, we had, first half of the season, the Yankees obviously did not have a whole lot of expectations coming in last year. People were talking about it's going to be the first year that they finished below 500 since the early 90s. They might finish last in the East. And, you know, you, know, you guys know how well the team played in the first half. So uh, Judge wins the home run derby. He's got 30 homers at the break. Uh, we started talking about some book ideas and kicking that around. And initially, we were thinking about doing just a judge book. And the more we talked about it, I said, there's a better story to be told here. You know, Aaron's great, and I, I love Aaron, uh, but I, I think that the whole how the Derek Jeter Yankees became the Aaron Judge Yankees, I was more interested in telling that story. And uh, so I, I feel like. I was there. I had a front row seat for a lot of that stuff, so I was able to gather a lot of uh, things over the last uh, few months of the season, talking to as many people as I could about trying to flesh out how this happened, where these guys came from, how the Yankees landed with these guys, and hopefully I captured a lot of that in the book. Yeah, so far. I'm halfway through, I'll be honest, but I'm enjoying it. There's little tidbits. There's the story about Bird talking about his cat with Gossman. People like that stuff. Is there a tidbit, a quote, a little story where you heard it, you're like, yes, fist pump, that's going in the book, that's going to be great. One of my favorites is, if you guys remember in 2016, Nick Swisher was still hanging on, and he was trying to make his way back to the big leagues, and he's playing down in Scranton and waiting to get called up. And uh, that whole time that he was there, he's the big league veteran. So he's going around the clubhouse and telling these young kids, 23, 24 years old, hey, bro, you know, yeah, you guys know Swish. Um, he said, I'm going to be at Waffle House tomorrow morning and every morning, 8.30 a.m., you guys come, I will pay for I'll pay for your food, like, and we'll just talk baseball we'll talk life whatever it is and guys like judge and sanchez and you know luis sessa and all a lot of the guys who were on that team that year wound up at that waffle house in scranton pennsylvania (laughs) and they were just eating eggs and potatoes and talking about life and i think that it prepared a lot of these guys because they knew what new york was going to be like you know this is before gary sanchez came up and was amazing at the end of 2016 i I think that they kind of had a taste of what the media was going to be like in new york what the fan attention was going to be you know, it's a different animal when you get up there and you start playing in ballparks that have three decks on it. Uh, you know, a lot of guys can handle A ball, double A, triple A. It really is a different animal. So I think they were uh, 
they were prepared for what was going to happen, some of the off-field stuff. And Nick Swisher, yeah, he makes a big appearance in the book. Swisher at Waffle House. That's just a great sight. Like, do you, do you think the waitress, like, you don't need coffee. He just cuts them off before he even comes in. Because like, you know that's a bottomless cup, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're good on coffee, Nick. There's got to be some good pictures that someone just snapped. They're like, oh, some of the Yankees guys at Waffle House. And then... 20 years from now, it's going to be Nick Swisher, right. Judge, Gary. Right, that's the funny part. That's incredible. If anybody did take a picture, it's probably, oh, man, it's Nick Swisher. Yeah. But now now you look at it and it's the American League Rookie of the Year sitting at that table. So pretty cool. All right, one last question about this. I think everyone just likes hearing this. We know the answer. Girardi to Boone. No knock on Girardi, but how's the transition feel, especially for you guys trying to get quotes and stories? The word I use is refreshing. Boone is just a bit more open. How's that? You guys, is their shop like, yes, thank Boone's, Boone's a much better quote. Um, he, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. It's more relaxed for sure. I think that he's going to be more of a player's manager than Girardi was. I, I think there were times where Girardi's communication and connection with the players wasn't as as great as they would have liked it to be. But you're right. That is no knock on Girardi. I mean, the guy won in the dugout. He won 910 games in a regular season. He brought them a World Series title. So, you know, for a, a while last year, I thought, I'll roll the clock back. In, in August or so of last year, is kind of the dog days of summer. I'm looking at Girardi, and I've been around him for 10 years, and I'm thinking, it doesn't look like this guy's having a whole lot of fun. He might not want to come back next year. And uh, But then the pennant race happened. September, they kind of caught a second win. Girardi seemed to. The postseason was great. He survived that uh, game two in Cleveland. The team got him off the hook. And so by the end of that, I figured Joe's going to come back next year. I mean, I, I figured that's a no-brainer. If the only reason he wouldn't is if he wants to spend more time with his family. So when the Yankees didn't offer him a contract, I was shocked. I, I really was. And um, I didn't expect that. But that being said, I think that Boone has been a good hire. I think you're seeing why he went into that room despite having no experience at any level, professional, coaching, managing. Um, he was able to win over that room. I think he, he's going to be a loose guy in that in that dugout. And when you've got a group of 24, 25-year-old guys the way the Yankees do, uh, I think that that is a refreshing kind of new voice in that room because uh, these guys – I think that it's a youthful environment, and maybe uh, after 10 years, Girardi's voice had grown thin a little bit. So I think he's going to do well. I think the the biggest reason Aaron Boone's going to do well is he's got great players. So I think that's going to make him a good manager. All right. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, one last question I just thought of. Reporter, journalist, what is the correct term? Journalist? Reporter? Yeah, and author now, too. Author, yeah, there that? you go. Yeah. Oh, sp speaking yeah. of the book, I'll say this on the podcast so we have it. The Baby Bombers, the inside story of the next Yankees dynasty. Did you did you name it as well? Or was that out of your hands? Uh, that was the publisher's decision, but I mean they bounced it off me, obviously, and I approved it. So yeah, yeah. Said, um, all yeah. All right. You just hope that the dynasty's like it better be right, otherwise. Well, I guess uh, four <laughs> or five years we'll look back, and that'll either look really good or really bad. But uh, I, I think they've got the building blocks for I think a you dynasty got with this team. I mean, I'd be shocked if uh, we look up four or five years from now and they haven't won championship number twenty-eight. I really would love to hear that. So we're gonna have Brian. A book. We're going to get, have a, a Talking Yanks giveaway. Is there a guy in the clubhouse the you guys run to? Is your favorite interview? That's a good question. Um, you know what? I, I always love talking to Gardy. I, I love uh, Gardy and CeCe. I feel like our go-to guys. I mean, they've been here the longest. Um, you know, all these baby bombers have been really great with the media. There's This is a clubhouse of good guys. It, it, there's really no 
there's nobody that you're like, oh, we have to go talk to him. Like, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, you know, I, I can't say that was always the case. So I, I think that credit to Brian Cashman. They're, they've gotten a, uh, a solid group of guys here. Uh, good personality in that room. I, I think that they feed off each other, and that's part of the reason why that chemistry came through last year. I mean, you saw these guys having fun. Didi Gregorius picking up Ronald Torres. Um, you know, the Tonight Show, all that that was going on in the dugout. And the Todd Frazier stuff, too, with the thumbs down. I mean, it was it was a fun team to be around last year. It was an exciting team to be around. I think that translated to the fans, and uh, I think it's carrying over into 2018. I think that uh, just adding Stanton has has put the uh, the bullseye on their back a little bit, and they're, they're not going to sneak up on anybody, but I, I, th I still think that the building blocks of uh, that good team chemistry, they're still there, and uh, this team's going to have a lot of fun this year. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Really quick, top of your head, Wade or Neil Walker, second base? Tyler Wade. All Tyler Wade. Wade? Nice. We like that. I like Wade. I mean, not that I don't like Walker, but you like when a guy earns it and gets rewarded for well, it. Well, I think and maybe it would be different if uh, Neil Walker had been here on the first day of spring training, but he's coming in with only two weeks to go to opening day. So I, I'm not sure if Tyler Wade will still be the second baseman on May 1st, let's say, but I think that... April 1st, March 29, opening day, he, he's going to be at second base, and Walker will be in that utility role. And I mean, who knows? Who can tell down the line? Maybe Glaber Torres is their starting second baseman by July 1st. So but I think Wade has earned it. He's going to get that first crack, and you hear Boone and Cashman talk about him. I mean, they love this kid, and so I, I think he's going to get a legit shot, and I think he's going to be pretty good, too. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Brian Hoke, like Coke, the Baby Bombers, the inside story of the next Yankees dynasty. Go get a copy. If you like the Yankees, you will like this book. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, hope you guys enjoyed that. We will be back tomorrow with another little recap of our day. We're going to be doing trivia. We're going to be going to the game. We might do some more live broadcast stuff. We also will have a Ryan Rucco interview tomorrow that we just recorded. That was a lot of fun. There's big things happening. Follow along on all of our social medias. We've been pretty active on Instagram, talking Yanks, Twitter, talking Yanks, trying to do some live feeds. Do all that. If you see us at the stadium, come say hi. hi. That's nice. We were eating food today, and someone said, hey, I listened to you guys this morning, and my heart melted. We're giving away mugs, giving away shirts. We're giving away jerseys. Some, Yeah, one guy that saw us, we were doing, <laughs> we were eating food, and we're doing a, what are we calling those, stadium? S food reviews. Stadium, stadium food, food reviews. reviews. We were sitting on the side of a walkway just hunting for shade in a place to eat. I was covered in a, a cheesesteak. And he came up and he's like, talking Yanks? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not, sorry. Not man. our best moment, but an average moment. <laughs> no, they're down the road. <laughs> you're going to love them. Sorry, the, the town is <laughs> that way. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake.